0: To adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win it real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. And that is the last time I get to say that on the air. And this is what my producer is calling Sam's Soliloquy, aka, I'm just going to talk to you guys for a little bit. It's my last episode. I get to reflect on what I've learned and the last two years growing up with all of you. Last week, we talked to you about your favorites. This week, we get to talk to you about mine. I just had an idea, and we're going to see if it happens. Because this is, this is the episode where we're just kind of going rogue. I've talked about my mom a lot on this show. We're going to see if we can call her right now. We're going to see if she's around. Let's just see. Her name is Minda. She's really wonderful. You're going to love her if she answers. You can hear the phone ringing. The suspense is crazy. She usually answers the phone for me because she loves me because I'm her favorite daughter. Let's see. Oh, if she doesn't, I'll be so sad. If she doesn't, it might it might just mean that she's in bar class and she'll call me back. Because she wouldn't be on the show if I asked her ahead of time. I have to call her and surprise her. Your call has been <gasps> forwarded to an automated voice I'm going to leave her message system. in. Two. Well, she'll call me back in the middle of recording this, and then I'm going to pick up, and that's going to be how this works. Anyway, hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the final episode of Adulthood Made Easy. I think we figured out that we did, like, 102 episodes or something, bananas like that, which is crazy, because I still remember when I was asked to do this podcast, and the direction I got was, this new podcast wants to do something about millennials. And can you do a podcast about millennials? And at the time I was an editorial assistant. I'd been at the job for two, three months. I couldn't remember anything, didn't know anything. And I said, sure, I can do a podcast about millennials. Didn't know about podcasting, knew nothing. And they set me up for my first episode, which was about negotiating your first salary. And they made me talk to the head of HR at Time Inc., And I had to sit in a podcast room with the editor-in-chief at the time, who was Kristen Van Ogtrop, who I love, and the executive editor at the time, who was Sarah Collins, and my boss at the time. So much has changed also in two years, which is a whole other podcast. But, of course, unfortunately, we're out of episodes. Um, And my boss at the time was Lori Leibovitch. She was the editor of RealSimple.com, and I was her assistant. And we all sat in the room together while I talked about money which is one of the most awkward things to talk about in front of your boss and your boss's boss. And I listened back to a couple of the episodes this week and today, and I just think I sound so funny and scared. And so I think we should just play my intro from originally and hear how I sound. I hope my mom doesn't call me back while we play this, but if she does, it'll just be part of the fun of this weird rogue episode. So let's hear it. This this music. Pilot episode of Adulthood Made Easy a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. My name is Sam Zabel, and I'm here to help you tackle all of the firsts, your first job, your first apartment, the first time filing your taxes. And since I certainly don't have any of the answers yet, I'll call in the experts to help. Let's start with me. I'm 22, fresh out of college, and I've lived in New York City for just under six months. I'm currently at my first job as an editorial assistant for Real Simple, and I promise you, I'm clueless. Oh my God, you guys, how perfect is this? My mom's calling me right now. And then we'll talk about that hilarious intro. Hi, Mom. How'd it go? Well, don't get mad, but you can't get mad because my producer's listening, but I'm recording my last podcast right now. Yeah. And I just felt like I've talked about you so much on the show, I just wanted to call you so you could be part of the last episode. That's nice. She's like, you didn't tell me beforehand. Mom, just tell me well, what you said this morning about about how proud you are of me.
1: I am. I'm really proud of you.
0: Do you think I've grown up in the last two years?
1: I think you've done amazing things in the last two years. I think you've grown. I think you've reached out. I think you've done good. How's that sound?
0: Okay, I have another question. Are you uh-huh. glad that you downloaded the podcast app? Do you listen to any other podcasts or just mine?
1: I listen to yours, of course. I listen to some of the real simple ones because they're kind of blended, so they pop up. And I listen to some miscellaneous ones that are there probably because you or your sister um, listen to them, so they sh- everything shows up on my phone.
0: And... What are you going to miss most about listening to me every week on Mondays on your walk?
1: I'm going to miss listening to what you had up your sleeve for this week that I didn't know about and (laughs) finding out new things.
0: And had I asked you in advance if you would be on the podcast, would you have said yes or no? (laughs) I would have said no. (laughs) Isn't this great, though? Now you get to be on it. And now dad's the only one.
1: I keep a low profile.
0: You keep a low profile I'm relying on
1: you and your sister to be out there and I'm going to watch and be proud.
0: Well, I think that's we just wanted to hear you really quickly, mom, because you've been a big part of this podcast because I say how much I call you and I just wanted to prove that I do have you on speed dial and I call you all the time and I'll probably call you after I'm done to tell you how it went. Right.
1: Thank you very much. Love you, and (laughs) (laughs) I'll listen to this podcast and see how it turns out.
0: Okay, love you. I'll talk to you later. Okay,
1: bye-bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Okay, this is turning out to be one of my favorite podcasts ever. That was so funny. She's going to be so mad at me later, but I think it was worth it because she is wonderful, and... There's one thing I've learned on this podcast, which is you shouldn't be ashamed to call your parents, and that no matter how much they call us boomerang children and how much they say we rely too much on our parents, it is a hundred percent okay to call someone and ask them for help and to call your mom and ask her to walk you through a recipe and to call your dad and ask him to walk you through building furniture because it makes it that much more satisfying when you can do something totally on your own. So okay, let's talk really quick back to that hilarious, adorable intro when I was said I'm 22. I've lived in the city for about six months, and trust me, I'm clueless. So one thing I really like to do, and it happens every year in the new year, and this podcast, it's February 1st right now when we're recording. So we're just finishing that point in your life when you abandon all of your New Year's resolutions. But I love to say, you know, where was I two years ago? And I think when you look at things... It's very easy to think that you haven't changed. It's very, very easy for me to to say, gosh, I look the exact same as I did when I was seven years old, which is true. I do look the same as I did when I was seven, except I've grown height-wise and I had braces. And... I talk the same, and I have the same interests, and I have been watching Friends on repeat for like 10 years. I have not changed my television habits. I pretty much still eat cereal and grilled cheese for dinner. None of that has changed. But the podcast has provided a really cool archive to say that, okay, Samantha, some things are different. And now I've lived in New York for two and a half years. I'm kind of a pro, guys. I know where North, East, West—oh, my mom just texted me and said— I just walked out of bar class. I told you she was at bar if she wasn't answering my phone. She always answers the phone when I call. Um, and so a lot has actually changed in the last two and a half years. And I thought I would look at kind of some of the big topics we we tackled in this show and talk through what I've learned about them and and hopefully what you've learned too and what some of my favorite episodes were. So the first, which is the one thing I talked, which is the one thing I just brought up, which what I've learned about family. And what I've learned about family is that I am incredibly lucky to have two supportive, wonderful parents who pick up the phone whenever I call, who are willing to help me through issues and and don't just throw me into the deep end, and who have been so supportive of all the big changes I've made in the last two and a half years. So I just wanted to put out there that I think there's some guilt from people who think that they have to have everything figured out and you can't call your parents and you can't turn to mom and dad and... You know, you 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 need to have everything. You need to be able to do everything at once. That is so not true. No one I know does everything all by themselves. So lucky for you, I'm here to give you full permission. And as we know, when I give permission, it's basically law. Okay, so what have I learned? Let's go from family to friendships. What have I learned about friendships? Real simple which is the parent company where I work, the place where this podcast comes from in conjunction with Slate and Panoply, has taught me surprisingly a lot about friendships because that has been the main place that I've made friends after college. And one of the things that I heard again and again on this show and the people were so nervous about is how do you make friends? And that was a topic that we've tackled before on this show. And a lot of it came from you have to make friends at work. Well, how do you make friends at work? How do you get past being coworkers and being colleagues and get past that professional line and this is the advice I give to everyone and it's my like little piece of career advice but I think it it's how you make friends and it's it's comes from coming from the midwest and coming from ohio and it means you walk in every single day and every person you pass on the way to your desk from the minute you walk in the original entrance to your building you say hello. You say good morning. You say hello. You wave. You hold the door if they have hands full. If they're they're eating something cool, you tell them that it looks yummy and maybe they'll give you a bite. And that's what you do. And I'm telling you that me walking in every single day and saying hi to people started breaking down the walls of need to be professional, need to stay stoic. And that's how I made friends. And And I remember having Grace on the show who called in last week with an adorable voice memo that almost made me cry. And she came on with Shasta Nelson, who was a friendship expert. And Shasta said that research shows were actually not great predictors of who we'll be friends with. And you really just need two or three things in common. So you might look at someone and say, there's no way we're, we're going to ever be friends. You know, they're five years older than me or they come from a totally different place. But you just need like two or three base level things. And luckily, your coworkers, you already have one thing. You work at the same place. Now, what happens when you screw over your coworker and then they don't want to talk to you anymore? I don't know because I've never done that. So don't do that. And then you'll be able to stay friends with them. And the other thing I've learned about making friends is that after school, it doesn't matter what age anyone is like. I have friends that are five years older than me, six years older than me, and I think that the nice thing about graduating and getting into the real world is your friendships can have so many more layers and can bring so much more to your life because you can have be friends with people that are younger than you that, you know, keep you social and young and fun. And you can have friends that are older than you who will come over and help you kill the cockroaches when you're scared or will tell you what all the scary finance things mean or will teach you the things that you haven't learned yet. So I so far... We'll give adulthood a 10 out of 10 on the post-grad friendships sector. Okay, so what's the next thing we've talked about? We have to talk about love because we've talked about dating a lot on the podcast, and you know that I have mixed feelings while talking about dating Well, not mixed. My feeling is I don't like to talk about it because I prefer to keep everything private. But here's what I've learned about love, which is that we need to put our phones away and stop looking at our phones. And you need to go on real dates with real three-dimensional people. And you need to just push through it. And it's horrible and awkward and terrible. And yes, you have food in your teeth. And it's super weird. And I don't know who should pay. But you need to do it because if you stay in the app messaging people and you all you guys are little bubbles and thumbnails, that's you're never gonna get anywhere with anything. And if that's what you want out of life, like if you were little and you always wanted to grow up and marry a thumbnail, then great. Then then stay in the apps because all those little thumbnail icons are perfect. But the one thing I've learned from every time we've talked about dating is that you gotta get off the screen and get into a restaurant or a bar or go for a walk in the park and be in person because You're just you can't just talk to someone on a text message forever. It's not fun. And then the other thing I learned is that you need to have really good communication skills, which I learned from my friend Carly, who is currently getting her degree in Philadelphia to be a licensed marriage and family therapist. And she has always advocated to me Just like talk about your problems and ask them why they're so mad and think about why you're so mad and tell them why you're so mad. And she's the most mature person I've ever met. And she's been on the show plenty of times because I consider her an expert, even though she's the same age as me. She just has worlds of maturity over me. But she's the epitome of just go for it. Like, go for it. If you like someone, date them. If you want a new job, go for it. If you want to go to school, do it. Money Prohibiting, I understand, but for the most part, Carly's all about the sale levy, and I think that she has taught me that so much in my relationships, and I love her. All right, what have we learned next up? What have we learned about money? <laughs> this is a really good question. What have I learned about money? What have you learned about money from this show? is the real question because I might need to call my mom again. because here's what I've learned about money, which is that no matter how I framed it, on the show, I learned the same things. Now, that's going to sound weird. But even if I was doing a topic about taxes or loans or just regular budgeting or money resolutions or asking for a raise, like the same things came up. The first thing that came up was you need to have a budget. Here's a controversial opinion. But after two years of doing this show, I'm just like not convinced that you need to write down a budget. And I'm not convinced that it's as easy to have a budget if you don't have like all this excess money rolling around where you can do like 10% where you invest it, 10% that you put in your savings. Like I have yet to have someone convince me that me sitting down and writing all my budget out on a piece of paper is going to work or be sustainable, especially because everything's online now and I just use the apps and I can tell when the numbers are positive and negative. But I mean, tweet at me if you think I'm wrong. I have no one who's convinced me that yet, but I have had people who have convinced me to get a credit card, which, you know, I was very reluctant to do. And that seems to be a great thing because I've already gotten a free flight out of it, which is super exciting. So get a credit card if you haven't and find something with dope points like I did. And the other thing we learned about money is that we all should be setting ourselves up for retirement. So if that means that your company has a 401k program, get in on that. And make sure that they're matching you. And if you need to invest in a different way, figure it out. Because the one thing I've learned that sounds really amazing is that when we retire in 60 years, we could have a nice little nest egg to retire with and all go to Aruba together. So those are the things I've learned about money. I've learned more, for sure. But those are the big things that I feel like anytime you talk to someone about money, they talk about budgeting. They talk about investing. They talk about savings. Talk about credit cards and credit. I don't think I have great credit yet. But... I think for me to have had some real credit breakthroughs, this podcast would have had to be like 500 episodes. But I think that's mostly what I've learned about money. I, I just don't remain convinced that there's a real way to budget. I also learned that the stock market is not a real marketplace, technically. And you can't just go to the market and get stocks. So that's what I learned. And money gives way to what we talked about on our first episode, which is career. And many of you who have been around for all the episodes know that Bucky Keedy, who is now the VP of Talent Management at Time, Inc., was always here with career advice, whether it was what you wear to work, how to find a mentor, how to talk about um, salary negotiation. And I will tell you something really awesome, which ties into mentorship, which is that Bucky Is a pretty important person in the company who I never would have met had it not been for this podcast. And when it came time to switch jobs, I went to her office and I was like, Tell me if this is the right thing to do. And I realized in a really adorable after school special kind of way that Bucky had become kind of a mentor to me, that I could actually go to her office, talk to her about my job, talk to her about my frustrations, talk to her about my growth. And it was like a podcast episode in real life. It was very cool. So, Bucky, I owe you a lot from the show. But Bucky was always an advocate of meeting with your manager and sitting down and being really clear about how can I map out growth at this company and developing a relationship in your man- with your manager where he or she can really help you decide how you're going to succeed in two years, in three years. That was something um Dr. Meg J said when I had her on the podcast. She was the author of Defining Decade. And she said, if you're gonna do one thing today, sit down and say, if I keep doing the same thing I'm doing right now, do I like where I'm gonna end up in two years? Like if I keep living life, status quo, same apartment, same job, same relationship, and this is how I will be in two years, am I will that make me happy? If the answer is yes, you do you, keep living your life. If the answer is no, you got to make a change. And my other favorite piece of career advice came from Nell Hidayat, who was the journalist who uh, worked on the fusion series, The Traffickers. And she was this wonderful British journalist who was so smart and funny and intelligent, which is the same as smart. And she said, I have almost no fear. People take you as seriously as you take yourself. And if that's not the best career advice I've heard in the two years I've been on the show, I don't know what is because that's true. People take you as seriously as you take yourself. And I've worked really, really hard as I've talked to more people and learned more things to try to take myself seriously, to not over-apologize and to be like, I belong here. And I got this job because someone saw that I could do it. So I'm going to take myself seriously. And then she said, men have been doing this for 2000 years at the very least which I don't know is scientific, but she was really funny and that made me laugh. The last thing I wanted to talk about, so we've talked about career. We've talked about love. We've talked about money, friendship, family. And the last thing is what did I learn about mental health and like keeping yourself happy? And we talked about this so much because when you graduate college, you're just kind of thrown into this weird emotional pit uh, I'm lonely, but I'm excited, but I'm nervous, but I'm sad. And so much of it is thanks to the wonderful world that is social media. And what did I learn? I learned that whatever you're doing right now is fine. <laughs> and that sounds almost too simple. And my mantra for 2017, which I'm really trying to, to live by, and I came to, I think because of all the advice I've gotten on this podcast is don't try to make and don't worry about making the best choice. Just make a good choice. And I think that's something that I've come to after talking to all of these people who have gone down all different paths and and have changed paths and, and have made a decision and realized it didn't have to be permanent, which is that you're going to look on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and, you know, Peach and Meerkat and whatever the new thing is, and you're going to see someone who it looks like has made a better choice than you. and that's probably not true, first of all. And second of all, you don't have, there's no such thing as the best choice. You just have to make a choice that feels good at that moment. And I'm really, really working on that. Because one of the most inspiring things to me throughout the show has been seeing that what people graduate, what degree people graduated with, or the first or second or third job people have had, did not determine the path that they ended up going on. And if there's one thing that has calmed me down, kept me sane throughout this show, it's realizing that my journey and my path and my career and my life had there's so much there's so much that still can happen, and there's so much that I can't predict. And whatever I do tomorrow is not a decision that is going to affect the rest of my life. I mean, unless like I cut off a body part or something like that, in which case, that will have serious long-term consequences. But for the most part, I've been incredibly inspired by the varied paths that I've seen and heard from on this show. And I hope you have too. And that's sort of everything I've learned. It's just kind of a digest. I just had a lot of fun getting to think about everything that I've learned and how I've grown in the last two years. And I think I'm kind of older and wiser and more practical, or at least I talk slower, which is a factor of hearing yourself in these super cool headphones. So I have a laundry list of thank yous that I'm going to read now that I hope everyone listens to because all these people have been really wonderful. And maybe your name is in it, so you should listen. We have Jordan Bell, Laura Mayer, Kristen Meinzer, Zach Dinerstein, Henry Malofsky, Tim Einenkel, and Andy Bowers. They are all part of the Panoply Slate team, and they took a chance on this like random millennial that said she could do a millennial podcast. And we had producers and editors, and I'm just so grateful for the opportunity, especially, thank you, Jordan Bell, who is my soulmate producer. And then we have the Real Simple team, Laura, Lori, Grace, Sarah, Bridget, Brenda, Wendy, and Ross, Rebecca, Brandy, Kristen, Dawn, Hannah, Liz. You guys are wonderful, and I love you guys, and thank you for being on the show or listening to me talk about the show or being patient when I had to leave early to record the show and I just really appreciate you letting me use all of your problems and life stories for content. I would like to also thank my parents and my mom for being on the show when I didn't give her any warning. My sister, who is wonderful and fabulous and super supportive. My dad, who gave me lots of really valuable advice on how to not say like and um so much. My friend Carly, who also has let me mine her life for content And I really want to just thank all the listeners who have been so supportive and patient and informative and encouraging and who have kept me honest with the New York Public Library. And you guys have been so fun and so wonderful. And I appreciate you every day. And I hope we will still talk on Twitter all the time. I'm still at Sam Zabel and I'll be there whenever you need me. So, thank you so much for one last time. This is Sam Zabel from Adulthood Made Easy, and I'll see you on the internet.